Already cancelled. Already cancelled. Hi. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Good. It's already cancelled. Yes, it is. Uh, at Bella Vista Hotel, uh, Hills Podcast Studio, guys. We yeah. we we, uh, broad, we uh, film out of or record out of. <laughs> we don't broadcast anymore. <laughs> you were going to say broadcast. Yeah, yeah. no. Do you miss the broadcasting days, anyone? I miss it a little bit. Um, n- I don't miss waking up so early yeah, that's and having that. to be somewhere at some time. See, I do miss that. You I miss – you – hold on. Yeah. You miss waking up at 4 a.m. I feel lazy. Yeah, that that's true I as well. I feel lazy. It's because it's because of the the um, the uh, high achieving um, uh, vibes we have. We're high achievers. But I feel so, like so if you're not achieving already at that, like we used to, we used to have a high work day was done pretty much when everyone started work. So about ten a.m. we were finished. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I feel like your vibes weren't there. Broadcasting. Well, really? Yeah. Like, like as, as you were like obviously very good at what you did, but like I feel like you. Just like I just hated the environment. Yeah, maybe that was it. But just I don't know. You like, yeah. I think I feel like you're happier now. The environment was chat, but I did, I did, I did like the fast pacedness. Of yeah, that, that was fun. Boom, boom, yeah, boom, yeah, boom, boom. That's boom. It was very like adrenaline uh, rush. Adre- it was an adrenaline rush. Yeah, that's rush. true. Now it it's was. Just more like. Ugh. Well, now it's <laughs> more back. exactly. Now it's like it's the real, real us. So we don't have to cram everything. I feel like we were just cramming every day. Well, we had day. to. We only had like five minutes to talk about a whole topic. But you know what my favourite part was? I will say, just as if we're going down this nostalgia trip, is talking to people. Like there were so like so many of our listeners would call in every single yeah. day. And yeah, but we chatted. can set that up. That's that's yeah. not a problem to set up. It just takes a few little button switches over here. Yeah, and Maybe uh, we should. But it also takes pre-planning. It's not like the, In the moment. hey, give us a call right now and then bang, 20 people call up. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but we could we could probably do that. If How? We just, we'll, How? Okay, we'll just tell everyone we're going to be live at this time. If you want to jump on the show, different can. Oh, but you know, here's a so point different. though. What do you we, mean? Like, you just we just put it on our broadcast channel, Cancel mm, Squad. That's just true. Tell the Cancel Squad we're going to be live now. Yeah, but they're not listening live, and they're not keeping like they're not a part. What do you of mean? If you go live on, if you just go live, if we go, if we took this podcast live on YouTube, live on Instagram, live on Facebook, live whatever, we just went live. Okay, but now we, we would just, have, now we're throwing shit in to make it work. It's different. I'm saying now in general. As if in this very second. Because if we go live, then we are technically broadcasting. Yeah. We are then broadcasting. Yes. Well, that'd be great. We should just do it. I'm down. How would, yeah. We'll do you want us, if, if you want us to go live and you want to participate, then let us know. Do you want to just start a pirate radio station? Yes. <laughs> we, 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 we can. Just fucking pirate it. We should just, we should just. We should network. We just use our Instagram account. Nishi, you got to remember the FM signal yeah. is free to use if you pirate it. As long as you send out a signal that can be caught by FM, like. Trend, receiver. Like receiver. Well, we need a massive ass satellite. Why guys, we have our Instagram account. <laughs> just go live on Instagram. That's all we need to do. Yeah. Oh, we could do that every day. Do you want to do a breakfast show again? We could literally do a breakfast oh show every day on Instagram. I think this podcast is great. Let's just stick with the podcast. Nah, I want to do it now. <laughs> yeah. Now I don't want to do the show unless it's live. Challenge accepted. Yeah, because we pretty much do the podcast live. We just, we just, everything. Oh There's no, nothing is edited. Nothing is broken down. Nothing is changed from how we sit in this moment and talk for the next 30, 40 minutes. Yeah. Nothing is changed. Yeah, it's just straight. Okay. Yeah, I'm down. Okay, we'll work on that plan. <laughs> Providing people want us to do it. We'll find out if they want us, want us to do it. If you want us to do it, let us know. Simple as that. Uh, anyhow, I'd like to get to something that happened to me uh, in the last uh, two days ago. Yeah. Uh, you know I've got two kids. 
Mm. You know, it's like, if you don't know, I have two little girls. I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. Mm-hmm. Lila, the oldest, Evie, the youngest. Lila, an angel, Evie, a devil. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. She's the most gorgeous, cutest little thing I've ever met in my life. Yeah. And she challenges, she challenges, or well, Lila challenges me more, but Evie challenges me as a parent. Lila mm-hmm. challenges me as a person. Okay. Right? Oh, okay. Like <laughs> Evie's just, oh. <laughs> so- she, she's uh, that on that particular day, she did about six poos in her nappy on that, that day. Is that normal? Six, it was a bit more a than bit. average. It was yeah. a bit more. She usually does maybe three or four, but this, by this time it was about four o'clock in the afternoon. She'd done six. What okay. did she eat? Food. Okay. Uh, that we make. Yeah, oh, but, but we had Thai the night before. So maybe this is why. It triggered <gasps> something. It could be that. Anyhow, she runs up to me. To tell me, she lets me know that she's done one in her nappy and we're going through the toilet training process. And she told me there's a poo dad. I'm like, okay, cool. So I t- turn her around and check her nappy just to make sure she's not lying to me because sometimes she lies. Just to get a reaction. And then she'll run away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what I found in her nappy, I will never forget and I'll probably bring it up at her 21st story, at her 21st birthday. Oh my gosh, what? What did you find in her nappy? Not poo. It wasn't poo? So she hadn't pooed? She didn't poo. She put something in her nappy <laughs> and then lied to me to say it was poo and then ran away. Are you ready for it? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Can we guess? Okay, yeah. I can't. Guess. It, could be, it could be anything. Right? It literally, it could, it literally be anything. could be anything. Rocks? I don't know. No, not rocks. Yeah, I don't even want to guess. I don't know. There's nothing I can think. I don't know. Scrunched up foil. <laughs> Aluminium foil. Scrunched up and put in her bum. Not in, in her bum. Yeah, but, but like a bum in put, in, in put in almost in between her bum cheeks. <laughs> She's hilarious. This is what I'm dealing with, guys. You've been, you, this is a classic case of punked. You've been punked. This is, this, Aston Kutcher will come out, the whole crew. Like this is a classic And it's almost prank. as if she, it's, yes, but it's almost as if she wants it there because she wants the chase around the house <laughs> so I can pick her up yeah, yeah, yeah. and take it out of her pants. Firstly, very genius for your two-year-old daughter to do that. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. Actually, it's actually very smart. I know like to us, it's like, why is she doing that? Well, she's trying to get a reaction from you. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So that's great. Secondly, does anyone teach you how to be a parent? I'm actually very curious about this. No, they don't. And they, I think they should 100% You can never, you. you have to, it's a learn on the job situation. Like, <laughs> it's a learn on the job. Can I ask you an actual question? Seriously, yeah. so, or you've had... I'm sure you've had a fair bit, fair bit of experience now with two daughters. Up to five years. Up to five years, right? At the beginning stages, you know, year one, year two, having having Lila. Did you know what you were doing? Did you have any idea what you were doing, like realistically? Or you it- have an instinct. You do have an instinct. Let me tell you about night one. Mm. If oh you're gosh. thinking of having kids, right, be prepared. And I'll tell you a reason why. is because you will second guess yourself on the first day. Every person I know that has had a kid does the same thing and they say the same thing to their partner. Did we make a mistake? <laughs> Whoa. No. On the first night, that's the first that I, I woke up. We had, the, we had Lila on the first night. We went to sleep. We woke up for her midnight feed change, whatever. Yeah. And I turned to Lorraine holding Lila crying and I said, oh no, did we make a mistake? Like, was it too soon? Is like that what genuinely, saying? did we Did we just like our life has, we'll never, we'll never have a good sleep again. Oh, like a full block sleep. Oh God, I'm getting anxiety from this. But like, okay, so- yeah, and, 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 my, and, and my cousins that just had a kid, they've had it, all the people I know, they have this same feeling on night one, did we make a mistake? Everyone has it. 
Wow. And then, and then you have to figure out how to. You got to teach yourself. It's, yeah, yeah, to teach yourself. Because there's no manual, is there? There's no manual of how to be a parent. You get right? like you can have like you have. There's so many like influences out there and like pages that give you advice and psychologists that say this is why and how and how to do things and then why to do things like this, whatever. So where do you find foil in the nappy? Where's that? <laughs> well, you, chapter yeah, twenty nine. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should write a damn book about it. Foil in the you nappy, should. chapter twenty seven. Yeah, no, there's none of that. So Wait, you have to learn on the job. But I'm curious, right? So like for women. You know, and some women, they, they struggle to have attachment with a baby and that's really, really difficult and really hard for them. So for anyone who's going through that, I'm really sorry. But usually when women have the kid, they have this bond because they're growing the baby. But for a father, what was that like for you? Like, you know, when you see Lila for the first time, your first ever child, did that happen? Like the bond happened right away or was it? Every kid's different because with Lila, we had struggles with feeding, yeah. with breastfeeding. So we understand if you're breastfeeding, you're, the mother will build a better bond because okay. the mother is constantly with the kid. And the biggest bond is built overnight during the night. So when they wake up in the middle of the night, in the dark, whoever's holding them and with them, it builds that bond. Oh, really? Yeah. And whoever's feeding them, they build that stronger bond with. So if, if the woman um, can breastfeed and she does and chooses to, yeah, she will build a stronger bond quicker, uh, pretty much up to a year. And then okay. after that is when the father's bond kicks in because then it's more like playtime. You can assist yeah. with feeding because you can feed solids. You, and, and along the time you're changing nappies and stuff, but like it's that it's, it's during the night where yeah. the biggest bond is, is built. That's what I think. And I think that's what like a lot of psych scientists and psychologists say. Interesting. Um, wow. Which is, which is really crazy because with Lila, um, we, ha we had uh, feeding, like it was very difficult feeding times and like yeah. Lorraine was pumping and all that stuff, which is like, I've never seen someone go through so much draining, draining of her own energy yeah. other than pumping milk to feed. That has to be the most, one of the most draining things a mother could no go through. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> she literally was a cow at a factory. Oh my gosh. Uh, 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 that's the sound. If that's you've ever heard a pump, the sound, that's the yeah. sound. How important is um, breast milk to a baby? That, like, can you get it from it's the where stores? It's you get, you, no, you can't get breast milk from the stores. You can get, you get formula. Formula, yeah. So what would be better? Like, what would a doctor say is better? I think, breast they, milk. I think they would say breast milk, yeah. I've, but I've, it, heard, I've heard opposite. I've heard you should just give them formula. Look, every kid's oh. different and this is the age old battle between breast milk and formula and science and this and that, but it's more, there's more bonding with it, number one. But also breast milk, I think has a lot more antibodies. So whatever the mum, so if, say so for example, and, and it's actually like, okay, so a, a baby will suck on a teat on, on the nipple and the nipple will send a, a message to the brain and say, the baby needs this nutrient and the brain will produce, will what? work with the body and produce the nutrient to send to the kid through the breast milk. Really? Yeah. Well, that, that, doesn't happen, that doesn't happen naturally with birth? What do you mean? Like, because obviously the, you, start, you start getting breast milk when, you, when you're pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's part of the natural body preparing, changing. Preparing for wouldn't it. The, wouldn't the nutrients already be no, because, because as the baby's growing, it need, it might lack this, lack that, or it might be a little bit unwell. So then the brain will then go, oh, okay. Wait, you're telling me the nipple can read it, can read what the baby needs? I, oh, that I, can't I'm be very, right. I'm, I'm very, I'm pretty, I'm 99% confident in what I just said. I have never in my 31 years on earth heard that before. <laughs> that the nipple- I 
<laughs> I mean, he could be right. I don't. I don't know. But I've like, never. So you're telling me, my like for example, let's say I'm a chick. My nipple isn't just a, isn't just the area the the milk exits from. It's like it, it receives signals from the lips of the child. Yeah, and I can read the. I think it's through the saliva and the exchange of the saliva to the. The, it can nipple. read what the baby needs. So, oh shit, the baby's lacking uh, iron. I need to put some <laughs> iron in the titties. Is that what you're saying? I think, yeah. That can't be. Uh, can't be I it. think it's. I think uh, I'm 99% confident, brother. If that's real, then so is God, because that is so precise and specific. Yeah, but I, I just, it just came out because I've, <laughs> I remember either reading it, having the conversations about it, seeing Find it. Find out. We can't just leave can our nipple this read. Is, this is not real. Like you know, not <laughs> this just lost her mind. If this is real, because I've never heard of this, I'm like, I've Anisha, he's ninety nine percent sure. He's very confident. Bre- well, okay, hold on. I'm almost there. Breast milk can change changes from day to night. Breast milk changes during growth spurts and illnesses. Breast milk changes during feeding. No, but when you say no, full milk watering, it, it adjusts it, it adjusts if it needs to be fattier or not. In truth, breast milk increases the gradual. But fat. how does it know? That's what we need to figure out. <laughs> yeah, like how does it sense? Well, that's, what do I ask? It's hard to ask. It, it's a lot for me to say. I yeah, but look, breast milk. Okay, six magical ways that breast milk changes to meet your baby's needs. Yeah, that's great. That should just show. Breast milk has immune boosting components that are dynamic in responding to your baby's needs from the age to time of day and even illness. How does it know? I'm very curious. He might have a, he might have a yeah, point Yeah, I think here. he has a point. Yeah, so it actually listens. It, it's an immune boosting component and it actually listens to what your baby needs. Like it actually can, can I don't know, with lack of better terms, <laughs> calculate that the baby's unwell. So it will provide an antibody for the kid to drink. We need to figure out how it finds this out because it- I'm so impressed with the human body right now. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. I've never heard of this. This is, this is wild. That is crazy. You know what I like, I've always known about it, but I didn't know how common it was. Um, yeah. uh, postpartum depression. Yeah, it's With, it's with women. It's well, but you know tough. how they say that that women go through three, um, the, the, was it trimesters of, of pregnancy? Yeah. yeah. Well, there's actually four. Four. It's weird to say four trimesters, but essentially it's four quarters. Yeah, yeah. Because you have, you know, this, the, those three stages, then the baby comes. Yeah. Then they have the recovery stage that no one talks about, that no one has any addresses to, and that's post the postpartum thing. Yeah. And that's a mental and a physical thing of recovery. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm curious about that. What 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 did it look like for Lorraine? Like, if you Well, mind- I mean, if you're going through struggles with feeding- Yeah. And sh- adjustments to sleeping and changes body changes everything. and everything. That's what it is. That's what it looks like. Okay. And a lot of pe- a lot of women get very depressed. And then obviously, what comes in after that is like, "Am I good enough? Can I be a mother?" Yeah. You know, those questions start happening. Yeah. And then obviously, then you, then you're like, "Oh, okay." People are coming to visit, and then people are saying, "Oh, do this and do that, and judge this and judge that, and maybe your kid's not sleeping and it's crying all the time, and it's so much to handle as a as a as a parent." in that initial like three to four months after, but after that it becomes easier. Okay. Yeah. I was I was speaking to someone recently, I won't mention who they are, and they were telling me how they went through this um, postpartum depression and it got really bad and intense to the point, oh. no, no, listen to this, and this really baffled me. And apparently it's quite normal. She had thoughts of killing the child. Like she was, and she thought she had lost her mind and she thought she was going mental and she went to a doctor and she was like, I'm going psychotic. And the doctor was like, no, 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 this is so normal. Yeah. It is so normal. But I am, I was like shocked that 
that was even a thing. Yeah. And a lot of like it, it like thoughts of thoughts of killing yeah. your, killing your baby. Apparently, that's what is embedded in our DNA as humans. Well, mm. well, for a woman that gives birth. Well, it's because it's 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 the symptoms of going through depression, right? And then like not being able to bond with your kid. I can only imagine how di- and you know prior to that you've had the kid growing nine months with you, and then finally it's here, and you can't build that bond, Yeah, would be so difficult. I think the like, main thing to get out there is if you're struggling to find a bond with your kid, just because it's not, you don't feel it's there now, yeah. it does come, it just takes time. The best thing that you can focus on is routine, because if you can get, the, the faster you can build your routine, the faster you can get, you can build the bonding. Yeah. And, that's the hardest thing to build because you can't really control what the kid is doing and the kid can't talk. Yeah. It can just cry. Mm-hmm. And then when it's crying, this is the crazy part. You have to go through a checklist of what could be wrong with the kid. So oh then you start to understand what type of cry means something. A specific really? cry means nappy change. A specific cry means I'm hungry. A specific cry means I'm sore. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's yeah. so overwhelming. It's very overwhelming. But it's natural instincts for us to actually pick it up. So it's about cues. So listening yeah. to if you if the baby's going, uh, 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 that's a yeah. cue that it could be either hungry, nappy change or tired. If you wait to the point where it cries, you're teaching the kid to go straight to crying to get oh, something. To get something. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. it does. But it's also very terrifying. So you have to be on top of it. Like there's a lot involved in it. Yeah. And this is why they can very quickly put foil in their nappy. <laughs> I forgot that's how we started the conversation. Yeah, I know. We done this whole rabbit hole from nipples being sensors yeah. and, and foil but to it's nappy the, to- it's, That is the, that's the crazy. And that's why with the second kid with Evie, we, I, I was my, my only job apart from supporting Lorraine throughout the labor was to get Evie onto the breast as soon as she was born. If you can get your kid onto the breast and drinking milk as soon as they're born, you you lessen the chances of feeding problems. Ah. With Lila, we didn't know that. So it's you know it's crazy, bro. When you take when the kid's born, right, they leave the umbilical cord in because it's still it's still passing through like, you know, good stuff for the kid. Yeah. yeah. They put you they put the kid on the chest on, on her chest and the kid or move towards the nipple. Automatically. Automatically. That is so weird. And the kid can't really, like the baby can't really even see much, but they can see the nipple. And that's why nipples are dark onto the body because it can see the difference and it will move towards it as best as it can. How weird is that? That like- That's wild. What do you call that? Your um, instinct. Like instinct, your natural, your natural yeah. instinct. And, if they, and that's why you're going to get them on straight away to start drinking because there's a special um, uh, liquid that's produced, colostrum, I think it's called. And that's like some of the most, and you only get a little bit, but yeah. that's like some of the most powerful kickstarters of feeding the kid. Whoa. How on earth can anyone debate the fact that we weren't created by a higher power? I'd like the fact know. that we're born with instinct, like shut up. Yeah. No one taught that baby that this is where you get your food from when you're hungry, but it already knows. It already yeah. knows. It's, it's coded into its system, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That is wild. Like, but yeah, biology. I guess, I guess lucky that um, it takes two to tango when it comes to parenting. Oh, right? big time. Because if you, and, and this is a thing, like I've always thought of putting something together of how guys can support their their wives in, or partners, whatever, in birth and like in being a, a young parent. Because mm. there's a lot that a guy can do to help. There's a lot. Oh, of course. But a lot of guys are like very like, oh, I don't want to change nappies. And I'm like, Fuck a nappy. That means nothing. Mm-hmm. If you could actually want to help your partner, there's a lot you can do. Yeah. 
And this is why if you're married and you get divorced, it could be a very mm. bad situation for that baby. That's very morbid. One. Yeah, I know. It was a weird segue into the next thing guessing, I want to talk yeah. about. Okay, we'll bring it in. Let's go. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the uh, worldwide percentage for uh, divorce rates, uh, marriages that end in divorce, has been released and it's gone up, guys. It has gone up. I've got a list, a top 100 here of um, – of uh, rankings of the countries with the highest to lowest uh, divorce rates. Mm. But the worldwide percentage is sitting at an estimated 56%. Wow. So it was like 50-50 at one point. It was about 50-50. So it's, it's higher it's, now. It's gone up to, to 56% worldwide. Okay. Um, if you get – this is, this baffles me because it's what people like gravitate towards in life. It's like these are the steps. You know, you go to school. Yeah. You then go study a higher degree. You get a job, then you get married, right? And get a house and get a dog and a picket fence. It's like, it's yeah. like the, the stages the stages of life. Yeah. It's got me thinking, why do we still get married as humans? Statistic, statistics are telling us that you are probably going to get divorced. Well, there's a big percentage that are still married. Like yeah, 56%. I get it. 40, 40, 44%. 44% are still uh, married. That's huge. I find that no, not when it's like a you vow have, okay, till but, death do us part and it's like all this bullshit that comes with it. Well, what you're saying is technically you 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 have a higher percentage of getting divorced. Yeah, there's, there's a better chance. Okay, hypothetically speaking, because now I'm thinking, right, humans are dumb. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, <laughs> humans are dumb. We shouldn't get married. That's where I'm going with this. Why? Because statistically, that's what the world is telling us. I think that's silly, but continue. You think it's silly? I don't yeah. think it's but dumb. Okay. I think I don't think it's dumb. Mm. I think it's everything's a risk, and marriage is a risk now. Okay, cool. I've got a question for you, Avnisha. Since no, it's, since it's dumb. Before you go there, can 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 we at least know? No, but you're who's, saying who's? I'm just curious. What are the top countries? Or like, do you know? Do you know the top? Yes. Countries? Okay. So the top country um, highest risk of divorce rates yeah. is Portugal. 92% of marriages end in divorce. 92%? Whoa. 92%. Um, uh, closely after that is Russia, 74%. And then we'll just go down straight to the bottom. You've got India at 1%. Okay. India at 1%. The Western world is kind of simmering between that 45 to 50%. Yeah, okay. Mark. So like your Australia, your UK, your uh, America, they're sitting at around that 45, 55%. Um, but Nishi, back to this- um, <laughs> okay. Oh, but this, but still use 44% of people that are still married. I think it's a massive thing. Okay, cool. If I said to you with Nisha, tomorrow, mm-hmm. if you get in your car and drive, mm-hmm. there's a 56% chance you're going to get into a serious accident. Are you going to go for a drive tomorrow? No, but there's a difference Why? between that. Okay. Because you'll me, die. Well, you can die. One, but also, yes, like life threatening, but also in the car, there's only so much you can control, right? And of course you can make that parallel to relationships. There's only so much you can control in a relationship too. However, there's more that I can control with like uh, my relationship and my partner than uh, it is uh, going into a car and having 50, 56% chance of going into a terrible accident. But I'm just giving you stats here. I'm not telling you the, the do's and don'ts and how to control and how not to control it. All yeah. I'm saying to you is if you get married, <laughs> statistically, say, statistically speaking, there's a 56% chance it's going to end in a negative way, but on the forty-four percent chance is still pretty high. If you if you if you were going to start a business and they said you have a fifty-six percent, forty-four percent chance this business is going to take off and you're going to win, and a fifty-six percent chance I'll lose all my money, you'll lose all your I money. I do not get into that business. It's the dumbest thing ever. It's the worst. That's the worst gamble on earth. But it's also context. That's horrible. Right. But the payoff, if you can make forty-four percent chance work, and you know how you do that is by knowing that you're compatible with your partner. Number one and number two, actually learning how to be in a relationship mm. 
you get the payoff is uh, is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Of course, it's unbelievable. That's this. That's literally the same as saying if I go to the casino and put a million dollars on black and it hits black, it's the payoff is huge. Mm. It's like no, but I'm also got a chance of losing a, a million dollars. Yeah, but yeah. if you go with that but mindset and like anything, you're not gonna you're gonna. That's just, pessimistic. Well, but, but but not even pessimistic. You're not gonna really do much with your life, right? Like yes, you like okay. I think it's different risks. I agree with you. If someone said, hey, you have a 60% chance of like this business being successful and, you know, a 40% chance for it going no to shit. No businessman would get into that business. Yeah, no, I, I Not one businessman would get into that I, business. I get that, but I'm also saying that marriage is, like you, if you told me, let's say I'm not married, right? And you said, that's the stats. I would still get married. That's because that that society, is, because society no, has told you that's the way no, to go. No, because I found the person I want to spend the rest of my life with, right? Yeah, but that's what everyone that's what but, everyone finds when they first get married. Do you think they think they're going to get divorced? No, they're sitting there at the altar. They're sitting there wherever yeah, it is at the, at the top of a cliff with the so, ocean uh, behind them. <laughs> and they're like, till death do us part through sickness and through health. And then five years later, he's fucking his secretary. Yeah, okay, that's true. That's no, you're right. But, but, but here's the question. <laughs> no, but it's true. It's true. It's 100% true. true what you're saying. No one goes into but, there thinking but, they're going to get divorced. But, but then what's the option? No, but That's the question now. The is what's the option? Is go back to the animal kingdom. Oh my gosh. In what way? I just don't think marriage is important. I think find a partner, stay with that partner, start a family, get a house, whatever. But it's important but to why get people. married? It's so stupid. Marriage is the biggest sham on earth. Okay. But what I don't like what, about marriage- Hold on. Well, sorry, go ahead. No, that's okay. What I don't like about marriage is that it has to be registered with the government. I think that it's that so is stupid, the most yeah. ridiculous thing yeah. that the government needs to know if that I'm in a relationship with someone, mm. right? And that I am, but at the same time, there's security, there's a security on a financial stage of it, the financial side of it, that we've can, we've worked together to build this thing yeah, and we've built it and we get a divorce, at least we're both protected. But it's, it's not even but, that. But, but now there's even laws in place that you don't have to be married to still get protected, it's like de facto. Like de facto, but so let me just- I like don't get the point. I, I see what you're saying. I don't get the point of going down the legal, like going down the- we don't ne you don't necessarily need to get married. There's a reason for that. I'll get to it in order to in order to spend the rest of your life with someone. You don't need to get married to spend the rest of your life with someone, but there is something so sacred and so beautiful to watch like your yeah, it's raining. your, it's your raining. friends and your family and have people witness you declare your love to one another yeah. and say we want to bind this, you know, in law and in front of everyone we love that we want to be with each other for life. Yeah. That there is something so beautiful about there that. There is, but unfortunately that beautifulness gets thrown out the window when there's a 56% chance that you're going to get yeah, divorced. But mm. a 44% chance succeed and you see people who are married to like 80 and yeah, 90. Yeah, that's a different generation as well. Yeah, okay. So, so this new, gen it's this, it's these, new generation. Stats, these stats are coming in because there's new people getting married yeah. and there's new, new marriages. I agree with the notion that not, you know, People always think they have to connect the dots, right? Like you said, you you know you go to school, you go to university, then you get the right job, you meet someone, the love of your life. You're meant to get married, you're meant to have kids. You, they say this is how you connect the dots, and I don't agree with that because everyone's life is different, and there's a trajectory for everyone that isn't the same. Uh, but in saying that, I I still think that. That doesn't disregard the, the notion of marriage. What I do think, though, is that people think that they have to connect the dots and they think they have to find their life partner and because everyone around them is getting married, they're just going to settle and get married and that's not what you should do. Yeah. You should it's, it comes down to what does marriage mean for you? If marriage means for you a celebration, a couple of vows, sign the paper and sharing of money, yeah, then don't get married. 
because that's not what it means. Yeah. But if marriage means to you, like you said, Nishi, spending the rest of your life with each other and actual love and building family and um, taking that next step to vow all those things, yeah. that's when you should get married. Exactly. Not when you not, – and that's what I think might be going on here is a lot of people are getting married because it's either what their parents have told them to do, they've been advised to, or they think that's how you live life. No, it's not how you live not life. How you li- exactly. Yep. How you live <coughs> life is, is, is based off your heart and your gut not your, and, and in, in conjunction with your mind. Can I explain something to you guys? So funny that you said about the have to sign up with the government when you're married, blah, blah, mm. blah, all this shit. So marriage, <laughs> when marriage was introduced and we're pulling away religion from here, yeah. right? When marriage was introduced outside of religion, it was actually done for financial benefit. Yeah. A lot of the time it was for financial benefit to get certain things easier to purchase a home, easier to start a life, blah, blah, blah. It was all financial benefit. Secondly as well, guys, you need to remember something. How long has marriage been around for? Actually, a, thousand, a couple thousand years? Yeah, a thousand years. Let's say traditional marriages. Like traditional marriages. Well, like traditional will you marriages marry me, through blah, blah, church? Blah. Is that what you're saying? No, no. Traditional marriage is just like finding a partner. Will you marry me? Yes. And then going in front of a crowd of people. But traditional marriage could also be arranged marriages too. <clears throat> it could be arranged marriages. Okay. So then a couple thousand years? No, I wouldn't say a thousand years. I'm talking about traditional marriages. Okay. What is it? Like in front of a, a priest. Or oh, you think actual a, wedding? You're yeah, talking yeah, about like actual a wedding. wedding. Like oh, actual yeah, wedding. yeah. Actual wedding. Yeah. Whatever it is. Okay. Here it is. Uh, this is the fun fact that people need to remember. Literally 200 years ago, the 18, let's say the 1800s. They started wow. having weddings. Well, just, just 1800s, right? Life expectancy was 40 years old. <laughs> so you didn't have time to actually fall out of love with your partner or find <laughs> someone so new. You're so pessimistic. You this are. Yeah, but they're also I'm married. literally talking stats here. There's a reason why. No, I why get that, but there's still a 40, 40 most divorces. Huge. Most divorces happen in their 40s. In your 40s, you get divorced or in your late 30s. But, that doesn't mean- but 200 years ago, you're on your fucking deathbed at 40 years old. Yeah. Life's a gamble, bro. You can either get married, have a wedding and start a family and hope that your gamble you know has paid I off. I just think it's so dumb. I'm so sorry. There is, listen, there are many reasons for divorce, right? Some very tragic, like there's some bad things going on in the relationship and the woman- All things just fall apart. The woman or the man needs to get out. There's cheating. There can be so many plethora of reasons. Of course. However, one reason that I think is also what I've seen from- like people I know and stuff, I wouldn't say divorce, but just relationships and seeing people fall out of relationships. One big thing that is a common thread, a pattern is compromise. I feel like people are getting less and less willing to compromise in relationships. And I think that is the foundation of a relationship. But the more people I see, like especially the newer generations it's like well it's my way you can't tell me what to do it's my life my you know and that's the mentality yeah and that's no relationship can work on that well you never you're you're never even going to get to marriage level if your if your relationship is like that you don't even get to that marriage well some people get married very quickly and that's the problem that's another problem as well the rush but i just think and i'm like for example my cousin's getting married right he's been with his partner for a very very long time she's beautiful they're an amazing couple but they've fallen for this stupid marriage trap this this dumbass thing that was created it is dumb Avnisha, no, it is not. so dumb Avnisha, they are spending a hundred thousand dollars on their you wedding. don't have to though i know you don't have to but they're doing that and a lot of people do these days a lot of people do well, weddings are expensive they're yeah. spending a lot of money on their wedding right before even investing into a property like brother go say you love this person in front of your closest friends and family 
don't spend the dime and don't worry about having a massive party. You don't need any of well, that's why the option of elope is there. And that's why it should be. But it's and also that's it important to like your culture and your family, right? Like I always say a marriage is a union between two people, but also their communities. You can't just isolate the two, right? Like you can't, sometimes you can't afford a big wedding and you know, it is what it is and that's fine. Each to their own. But like, for example, my family, right? They would be livid if I just, you know, one, culturally, I would not be allowed to it's storming. Really thunder, is that, storming. Is that thunder upstairs? Yeah. Thunder. It's really intense. It's also giving us a very like therapeutic vibe with the, mm. with the rain. Anyway. Now, close your eyes. <laughs> breathe in. <coughs> breathe breathe out. out. No, in my culture, if I, one, I wouldn't be able to like live with Jared to go on holidays with Jared or anything like that had I not got married first. Culturally, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like- that's, with, But I think that's the biggest load of bullshit. No, but I like, like that. I just think- if you, Yeah, that, 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 people like it, people don't like it. I think that if you're going to be restricted by culture, then you- then A lot of no, people but that's just, people I just are. think that, I mean, I think that's going to be, that's going to fade out. It will. And it it's will already eventually. fading out. It will eventually. But no, but, but you know what? I just, I think I'm a firm believer of you do what's right for you. And if, and, and the most important thing in life is relationships. I was talking to you this other day. It doesn't matter if the relationship, like it's a relationship with your culture, a relationship with your parents, whatever, but what is the most valuable relationship? And if you think that that's your marriage or your, your partner, your life partner, then nothing should get in the way of the most valuable relationship because off that gives value of life. No, but I, I disagree. I think that, yes, th- but you, like at the end of the day, you have different types of relationships and yes, the most valuable, your partner. But in saying that, you know, our parents or, you know, we have a good relationship with our parents, we're very fortunate too, but I think they also have a weight in like, I, I, you know, I, I'm trying to explain how, it's hard to explain, but I feel like you can't just disrespect that relationship to, do you kind of get what I'm saying? It's really hard to- I, I, I think at the end of the okay. day, you're going to be unhappy. If you're going to always constantly sit there and think, oh, I'm going to be disrespecting my parents no. if I don't listen or if I don't do what, don't listen to their advice or whatever. I'm not saying that's what you're doing, right? But I'm just saying hypothetically, then you're automatically suppressing yourself yeah. and suppressing the opportunities you have that you can build with something that is valuable long-term for you, i.e., your husband or wife or boyfriend, yeah. girlfriend, whatever it is. No, but I don't think it's, it's not like drawing a line in the sand. Like there's, there's certain circumstances where, of course, yes, like- you, I think you, you have know, to draw the line. Sorry, I, yeah, you're right. You draw the line, you're right. You draw the line in the sand for certain circumstances, right? Like you have to make that decision sometimes. Well, my, I'm going with my partner, this is right for us and it is what it is. But in saying that, I don't think, when I say it isn't drawing the line in the sand, in the sense that you can't just have like, this is this and that's that. Like your life is all intertwined with beautiful relationships yeah. and it's contextual and you make decisions based on those contexts. Right, you can't just be like, "Well, this is what it is, black yeah. and white." That's it. And so, like with my culture, similar thing. I grew up with, you know, my parents who are Indian, and you know, they're they're amazing. By the way, Indian one percent of the population get divorced. Yeah, yeah, but and that's one of the biggest because things I learned taboo. from my. Well, but, yeah, but Nisha, how many how many Indian relationships and marriages do you think where one of the um, uh, either the husband or the wife is currently miserable? Oh yeah, and they cannot leave because of, of cult, because of cultural shunning. Of course, yeah. and it's horrible. And I, I completely, if you're not in a happy relationship, marriage or whatever relationship, and there's 
terrible things going on. You need to leave. You need to get out of that, right? I'm not disagreeing with that. And yeah, you're right. 1% probably because there is a taboo of, mm. of divorce and people don't commonly get divorced because yeah. it's not seen as a positive thing. But what I am saying is like, for example, culture, you can't just disregard that. Like when you grow up in a certain culture, in a certain household, and you learn so many beautiful values, like the values that I've learned from my family is putting family first, is about compromise and it's that you have yeah, you to take what you you take you know, what you value from the values like you take what you yeah, value from the ethics but i get that also yeah. but also my parents have given me so much the least that i could do is respect some of their wishes as i get older that is not that i think is actually positive no, like it's positive for you though. that's right. what i'm saying but yeah. for you it's it affects positive. you in a negative way then yeah, you know, it's okay. different. and that's that's the, that's what's going on here but i think there's more value in what your parents didn't teach you not what your parents taught you what do you mean? There's more value in what you learn by yourself through your own experience than what your parents well, you're, you. You're always going to learn more from in your environment outside of your household than you are from your household itself, always. You can have your, your, your core ethics and stuff from your family, but, but beyond that, there's more value outside in the out world than in the yeah. in world. Look, all I'm saying is- from, your, from the family perspective. All I'm saying is the reason why I love maths and it's because maths never lies. There's always one answer and one answer only. And the answer that I'm seeing here from these stats is there's a- you're better off not getting married. I okay. Don't, okay. I don't agree with that. It's so black and white. It's so black and white. Put it into practice, Yaz, and this is gonna this is gonna be directed at you now. Yeah. Do you want to get married? Yes. <laughs> Why? The math says that it's that it's it's not worth it. You didn't ask me how many times I want to get married, did you? You just said do you want to get <laughs> He's married? He's gonna beat this. Okay, so 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 you're willing to go in and out of court all those things. The, the, the struggles of divorce, the dramas that come with divorce. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you're such, okay. such a shitster. Keep life exciting. <laughs> and how realistic is your answer? Well, so you want to get, so why, okay, so then why is Brother, it? Brother, yes? I can't hold a relationship for longer than a year and a half. Okay. I'll be surprised why if Why do I, you think that is? I think that's going to be a whole. I think that's going to be a whole another episode. I, yeah. Why? I we can talk about it right but now. But I feel like you. Need, I feel like I would like to find out. And I'm sorry to cut you, Nishi, but I would like mm. to find out why you look at these numbers and you say they don't lie, and then you still say you want to get married. No, why? No, no, no. Well, because because humans humans are very complicated uh, uh, species. Species extremely complicated, right? We want what we can't have, and when we have it, we don't give a fuck about it. That is the problem, and it's with anything. Mm. Can you guys deny the fact that we want what we can't have, majority of the time? When, some, yeah. when someone yeah. says yeah. you yeah. can't, when someone says you can't have something that you want, you want it ten times more. Yeah, yeah. right. That's when desire comes in. Exactly. Desire it's, like is desire. Psycholo- it's a reverse psychology. That's so what it is. Humans, humans have a desire to find a partner, right? Yes. And when you find that partner, and this comes down to the love, for example, that you had for Jared, mm-hmm. right? That overwhelming, over the top, I want him to be mine. I want everything about, now that he's there, that massive fire, it's probably still there, but it's not as big as it was right at the beginning. But, but no, that's but, only but no, because but, of but stages. That, yeah, but that transforms into something so much more beautiful. Like I would not want to go back to those early stages and have that like, that kind of desire I 100% would sell that to have what I have right now over yeah. and over again because it's, yeah. it's, it's a love that is so different and so much better than that, that, that like, oh my God, that- Phase. Phase, yeah, I kind of- But I think it's deeper than wanting a 
relationship. I think it's the uh, instinctual urge to procreate. And that's probably what it is as well. And yeah. a long procreation journey, you yeah. need to find a partner, right? Yeah. And you can go and get any partner to procreate, but then then you want to have, you, you'd want someone that's secure to well, do that's, it with. Well, that's very, very different. So when I look at who I'm, who I'm looking at now as a partner and who I want to date in the future and what boxes they tick off, mm. it's so different to whoever I dated in the past, yeah. right? I wasn't thinking about that, but now when I look at them, I go, okay, how are you going to raise my child? Mm. Are you going to be a good mother? Because you know what? Like mother, like daughter, 90% of the time. It really is true, right? So now mm. my criteria to- I don't know about that. Like mother, like daughter. A lot of the times, bro. A lot of the times. What do you mean? I think. I think it's. I think it's. I think that uh, you learn from your parents what not to do, and what to do. Well, that's exactly what I'm saying. So if like, for example, and what Kian's saying is, you learn also what not to do. So, inevitably, your change, kid will be different. You'll, you'll raise your kid different. To, I like. I raise my kids differently to how my parents raised me. Oh no, I get that. I understand that. And too. so does Lorraine. Yeah, and we actively do do what we've learned from how we were raised, and we actively want to do it different, and that's every natural thing. Like my parents, they were raised in South Africa; they didn't want their kids to be raised in South Africa, so yeah. they moved to Australia. But like little certain simple little, sort little of that's certain, a very simplistic uh, example. Little certain things, like things that I think would be acceptable in my household when I have a family. Yeah, um, I want them to kind of be merged with what my partner's household was like. So for example, um, if, if, if I date a girl and she was raised and in high school, she was allowed to have her boyfriend sleep over because her mum said it was okay. Mm. She's now gonna think that it's okay for her daughter to have her boyfriend come stay over when they're 15, 16 She years might, old. but she might also think, hold on, that's not right. I was too young to have my boyfriend. Yeah, she and might she might learn that. Yeah, she might. But, but if you're in an environment where it's telling you that it's okay, there's a very high chance that you're gonna yeah, think it's that's okay. That's true, that's true. But it's what do you ask on the first day? Do you ask these questions? Well, this no, is- No, but you get to know someone but pretty, this is the this is the important part and this ties back to divorces is these are the conversations you need to have before you get married mm -hmm. of course you have to and if align. you're not having conversations like this with your partner and aligning and actually getting into the compatibility of because after marriage comes kids and that's an absolute blessing because yeah. some people can't yeah so you need to know what it's going to be like or at least the idea or the, the the concepts you have of parenting or how you want to live a life yeah that needs to be discussed if you're not having yeah. that you're in that 56%. Agreed. Let me explain to you something that happened in one of my other relationships, right? Um, her mum was very easygoing. Mm -hmm. So she'd tell her mum certain things, but her dad wasn't. Her dad was a bit more stricter. Okay. So she'd keep certain things from her dad, right? So we were going overseas. We we're going to go on a trip overseas. Mm -hmm. um, and she told her mum and she didn't tell her dad. I said, what do you mean you didn't tell your dad? She's like, oh, my, my mum just thinks it's better not to. My mum knows, that's, oh. that's fine. And I said to her, I looked at her straight in the eyes. I said, on my mother's life, if you think that that's gonna happen when we're married and have children, you've got another thing coming. If my daughter is doing something that I don't know she's doing, yeah. I'm there to protect her. I need to know where she's at all yeah, times. Your duty. I don't fair care enough. about how she feels. I don't care about her feelings. I don't care about if she's upset yeah. that I know or whatever. Mm. Oh, Jeez. the thunder came in the perfect is, timing. Is, is, you is, the thunder, is the thunder like, aligning with our wordings here like i don't know are we getting like told something am i gonna like wake up hour? in yaz's body or something like <laughs> is this a freaky friday situation freaky friday. anyway yeah go on yeah. yeah but anyway so i'm just saying like certain things like that yeah. like if i had found out that my wife was keeping very important information that my daughter was out there doing from me 
even that could trigger something to be like, well, you're not the right person for me then. Yeah. Even though we've got kids and this and that, it's like, I don't even know where we're going with this. No, no, no you're right. You're right. And it's, 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 you have to, essentially what you're saying is, is uh, you, you two are the partners mm. and they are the children. And you need to be aligned at all times. And if you have to withhold information from the child, you'd rather do that than withhold information from each other. Yeah. So she should have told the dad and the dad should have just, could have just held the information from there and spoken through the mum Oh no, to I her. made her, I made do you know her what I mean? dad. Oh, you did? A hundred percent. Yeah, good. I don't want her sneaking around and yeah, me being the yeah, reason yeah, yeah, why yeah. she's sneaking around. Like her dad is, uh, you know, traditionally is the king of the household. Yeah. yeah. You got to respect him. You got to respect his decision. So I said, we're not going on this trip unless your dad knows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if your dad says no, then we're not going on this trip. Mm-hmm. It's very simple. That's respectful. Yeah, yeah. but anyway, it's 56% of uh, marriages and then divorce. Well, I what think- What a powerful uh, episode. Very, but I, I just want to end it with this. I just want to say that if you're thinking of getting married, don't look at these stats. It's up to you and your relationship to make it work. Just right? know. No, you don't need to know. Know the risk. There's a 56% you have to, you should know the risk. chance statistically. If, if you think you found your life partner and the love of your life and you, ultimately it's up to you to make it work. That's the reality, okay? Not external yeah. people saying certain things. It's up to you and your partner. That's it. That's I, it. I agree with you. Just know. <laughs> Just know there's a risk. No matter how hard you try, I'll bring it down a bit more. I there's would just say chance. spend a little bit more time before marriage actually talking through it. Try before you buy. What? You could try before you buy, but I mean more I so, think it's so important. actually talk through all your concepts of marriage, what it means, what it is, what's yeah. the value, what's going to happen, what's the kids, what's going on with the with our, our vision. Have the vision. When you go into business with someone, you don't just go in blind. You go in, you know the risk, you know the business, you know, you know the vision of what you want to achieve. You need to have that down pat or at least an idea of it so you know where you're heading. You can have A relationship is all about direction. And conversation. But you don't need to try before buy. Yes, you. What do no, you mean? You well, that's what anyway. boyfriend girlfriend. What do you think? What, no, but that's so what boyfriend you, girlfriend. What are you talking is? about? No. Did you, we arrange to Jared? No, sorry. I mean, like, like living with them and things like that before marriage. You don't need to do that. Oh, I think it's important. Look, I, I'm a, I'm a very, tradi- I am a very traditional person. I believe in a lot of things biblical, right? But there's certain things that I just can't agree with. One, I think it's important to live with someone before you get married. I don't think you need to. I think it's a Nishi, just because you got lucky with the person you moved in with after you got married, some people move in and they find out that they're married to a disgusting grub or someone that they just physically can't live with. Seeing someone you for- You can find seeing that someone out from- for, Nisha, seeing someone for can. two hours a day compared to living with someone permanently are two very different things. No, I agree. But but I'm also saying like, it's not a stark difference. I'd be very surprised if you've dated someone for long enough and then all these surprises come out, then that's just, that person was lying to you from the start. Like mm. you can tell and learn habits if you're spending enough time with someone for a very long duration of time. Unless you get married within a year, that's very different. Mm. Secondly, I just want to throw this in there too. Once again, I'm very traditional, I'm very biblical, <laughs> but I think it's so important to figure out your sexual chemistry with your partner before you get married. I think it's so important to have sex before marriage with the person you want to spend the rest of your life with. I disagree. I don't think that these that these days that's a thing, to be honest. It's very rare to find a it virgin is, it, these it is, days. It is very rare. It is very rare. And to Did me, you see that stat? That that not that stat, but this this uh woman came out and I actually put it in our in our personal chat. She said that a, a woman by the age of twenty three in this day in this modern time 
would have had more sexual partners than a woman by the age of 53 in this modern time. Yeah, I agree. 100% yeah, it's agree. a whole different time. So accessible, accessible right then. now. It's ridiculous. Um, but can you imagine, can you imagine like dating someone for three years, never having sex, and then you finally get married, right? And the sex is just really, really Yeah, but that's really if you value bad. sex. Like that's if you value. You sex. cannot say sexual chemistry is one of the, is one of the most important things in a it relationship. It is. It is. But it is. It is. so important. But you can grow that. You can learn exactly. together. You can learn together. Right, we can work on that. What if uh, uh, vagina is way too small for his massive penis? You like, like re- no, no. But I'm being serious. Like really painful. Like really bad. And it's just not compatible. <laughs> I think it's. I'm telling you now. <laughs> I mean that, yeah. And there's a reason why I'm saying this because I know someone that 56 percent. I know someone that got divorced after a year of getting married, and they were celibate. And the reason for the divorce was a sexual. Okay, well, what is it like? Zero. What's the likelihood of that happening? What would happen to them? Fifty-six percent. Okay, if we're going off stats here, no, it's not fifty-six. Back to the divorce rate, then. I don't think fifty-six percent of divorces are because of. No, no, not no I'm not saying that. Com- yeah, compatible sex, but that it would be a high. Percentage I'm just saying. There. I think that like just. Yeah, Try you see, before like, you buy. I don't think so. I disagree. You're so conservative, though. It's very hard to have any of these conversations with you, Nisha, because you are extremely conservative and you got extremely lucky with the person. I know I got extremely lucky. I do agree with that. But I think it's more blessed. But I do. Than luck. Yeah, I think I got very blessed. But I, I do think that if you're with someone, it's just about taking your time with that person and really figuring it out and not rushing into anything. Bro, look at my mate, Addy. You know, Addy. He dated this girl for 12 years. 12, 12 years, years, they never lived together. The second they got married, right? Downhill, 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 downhill. 13 months divorced. They dated for 12 years. But I'm telling you now, things change. Spending two hours a day with someone, three hours a day with someone, and then spending every single hour with that person changes things. And I bet you they didn't have conversations. Though. Yeah. I, 12 years of no conversations. You don't, don't know what know. their relationship is like though. You know what I mean? I mean, you probably know obviously because you're friends with them. I'm assuming a lot I told more. Him, I told him not to get married to be honest. Well, you tell everyone to not get married. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, I just want people to roll with me. Yeah, in this, this guy, in this right? single world. What, one of our mates told us he got recently engaged. He was telling this beautiful story about how he proposed. And this little rat comes from the side and goes, why did you propose? No, when, it, Who is this? When was this? I would say names after. No, after no, no, no but wait, just tell me when it was. When was this? When we were in, in radio. There was one specific person that talked about proposing. And Blonde you said, hair? Yes, and you said it was such a bad idea. And I was like, yes, you can't say that. And then this guy's like, we're like, do you want to get married? And yes, was like, yes, I will get married. <laughs> I will one day. <laughs> Knowing damn well the risk I'm taking. You got to remember, I'm a, I'm a dirty little gambler. You got to remember that. I'll go to the casino and I will put $1,000 on black or red <laughs> hoping to double it. Up. Oh my goodness. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up. Yeah. Uh, we've, gone on, we've gone over time, but what an episode that was. Uh, whatever. Get married, don't get married. Do your life. Do whatever feels right. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you guys. Already (laughs) cancelled. If you like the podcast, prove it. Like, share, and subscribe. And don't forget to leave us a cheeky review.